0: Fort Bravo, flying over the El fire. This one stretches more than twelve thousand acres, and it's only fifteen percent And this is a map of evacuations around the Eldorado Fire. The areas on the map that are shaded in red indicate mandatory evacuations. Well, you don't have the map up right now for you, but these areas include Oak Glen and Forest Falls. The other areas where there are precautionary evacuations are just on the border. Of the San Bernardino National Forest, that's where residents should be ready. They tell us to leave at a moment's notice. NBC board's Hetty Chang is covering the fire for us and those smoke advisories, advisories that impact all of us. Hetty, the, the, the
1: Roto
2: Fire, the winds have calmed down, but you see that the winds are still kicking up on this hillside here. We have been talking about how the Santa Ana winds will be impacting the Bobcat Fire west of here but the of roof havoc here, forcing more evacuation and smoke advisors everywhere. The sun's bright orange glow matching the intensity of the 20-foot flames. An inferno engulfing the San Bernardino Mountains, jumping Highway 38, forcing North Falls residents out in a hurry. Couldn't
1: wait any longer.
2: Absolutely had to go. Brian Maloney packed up his family and grabbed what essentials he could
1: gas for the generator power went out
2: he admits he is among some of the thousand residents under evacuation orders since sunday who decided to stay
1: until today
2: the wind kicked up big gusts kicked up huge and they had
1: 20 30 foot flames behind my neighbor's house at that point it was scary it got it, you know got a little intense you yeah, know so because we, we were we were expecting you know we're like okay we got time we got time and then all of a sudden boom we didn't have no time
2: the eldorado fire sourced more than 12,000 acres so far smoke Southern California skies. 50 miles west, the Bobcat fire also still burning, both prompting smoke advice for most of Southern California. This is firefighters work into another night to protect homes and life.
1: When they tell you to go, it's pretty much serious this time to go.
2: You can see the flare up here on the hillside, the hand crews watching those very closely. That resident you just heard from tells us he doesn't expect to be let back into his home until at least another week or so, the red flag warning still in effect for this area through the evening. The smoke advisory is pretty much for the next day or two throughout Southern California. From the
3: Eldorado Fire, Heather Chang, NBC 40. Now we just showed you News Chopper report Bravo. Now to Alpha, flying over the Bobcat Fire. This one is burning in the Angeles National Forest. That fire's to nearly 20,000 acres so far. Billy, we well, seem to be having a little bit of
4: the
5: direction of the fire and the wind eliana can you hear me this is the fire that is burning just north of Monrovia. and i want to start out with this shot which shows you uh, the, our mapping system so that you can see some of the communities that are affected by this fire and i'm actually also shooting this with our infrared uh, camera system to show you the intensity from the bobcat fire this is putting up a lot of smoke in, in the area and of course there are those evacuation warnings for the communities. ...of the San Gabriel Valley, including Suarte, Bradbury, Monrovia, Arcadia, Sierra Madre, Pasadena, and Altadena, Those communities really can't let their guard down because there is offshore winds expected tomorrow that could potentially gust anywhere from 25 to 35 miles an hour. And as I push in on the smoke, I also wanted to talk about the smoke advisory that has now been extended until Thursday afternoon for most of L.A. County as well as parts of Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties. That's the latest from over the Bobcat Fire in your shop before
0: Alpha. Back to you in the studio. Eliana, thank you. And As you mentioned, the fire is obviously responsible for the really miserable air quality that we are all experiencing tonight. Meteorologist Anthony Yannis has
4: been looking for any sign of relief here. And Chuck, the honesty is, is I don't have any good news to report as far as the air quality goes. And here's one of the big reasons why. This is the burn scar of the Bobcat fire, but I want to widen out and show you what's going on currently in our state. A lot of these are the active fires, and the upper-level winds are taking all of the smoke, and it's steering it into Southern California, and so that's why we have a smoke advisory for all of Southern California tomorrow with awful air quality, and in a few minutes, I'm going to show you why the air quality is going to be worse because of the weather pattern and how it's changing tomorrow
3: anthony thank you for that now if you actually want to see what air looks like let me tell you we've got a picture of that we're going to show you some shots from the bay area they show the air thick with smoke and ash just imagine all of that junk going let's go but it's not much different here oh yeah there's no ashes falling
1: like every couple of weeks it's it's some new challenge
3: you walk outside uh, Southern California today, the air felt almost chewy, the sky glowing red and orange, and chances are there was ash on your car if you left it parked outside. Here is a shot from News Chopper 4 Bravo. This happened late this afternoon oh, you see right in the L.A. Basin. Some of it from the Bobcat Fire, the El Dorado Fire, some of it from the fires we've been talking about up north, and let's not forget there's the Valley in San Diego.
5: Is dangerous. Even if uh, fine small particles are still floating around in the air, and so we're walking around not knowing we're being exposed to these things. You know, we're doing our regular activity, and what's happening is these fine particles, we're breathing them in, they're getting into our lungs, they're causing damage, inflammation, they're irritating the airway, and also people might notice my eyes are burning a little bit, they're itchy, my, I'm s- sneezing. All the natural response
3: to these particles. Nurse Alice says, forget about running or exercising outside. There's just too much stuff in the air. Who's most vulnerable here? Well, almost everyone, but especially the very young, the elderly, pregnant women, anyone with a heart condition or a lung issue. And you have to be thinking to yourself, do these things work? You know the masks that we're all wearing for COVID? Nurse Alice says, no.
5: Only masks that are medical grade. Are the ones that really prevent especially tiny particles, but cloth masks that that's what everyone's wearing right now. Is it better than something? Yes, but it, it's not going to prevent those fine particles as we inhale. Scientists and climate experts say the uh, heat and the
3: fire are a big result of climate change, and they predict it's only going to get a lot worse. Now we have a map showing just how bad the air quality is, neighborhood by neighborhood. Just go to nbcla.com. Air
0: quality. We'll move away from the fires for a moment and turn to the coronavirus outbreak. Tonight, Los Angeles County announced a major expansion of contact tracing, and new details are now emerging on the disproportionate financial impact this virus is having on minorities. Robert Kovacic has that and new
1: plans for relief across the state. Robert Chuck from Sacramento to LA, we're told help is on the way to take a look at the daily numbers. There's an innovation to keep you safe, and legislation to keep you employed or get you back to work. It arrives just as a new survey finds California's Blacks and Latinos have suffered the worst financially from the pandemic so far. Your phone uses Bluetooth to track who you came
2: in close proximity to without sacrificing privacy. If you come in close proximity to a person who later tests positive for COVID-19, you'll get a notification to self-isolate and get
1: Tonight, L.A. County residents urge to download the Citizen Safe Pass mobile app to help with contact tracing. If you test positive, anyone you've been in contact with recently you will immediately be notified.
4: Safe Pass, again, keeps your information private, anonymous. It never identifies the person who has tested positive. It simply lets others know that they may have been exposed.
1: Governor Newsom inside a Sacramento deli signing three bills to help struggling small businesses. This is really about the lifeblood. Its economy. One new law offers up to hundred million billion in tax credits for small businesses that agree to hire new or laid off workers. From business to education, the pandemic's impact on minorities. The Committee for Greater LA, along with researchers from USC and UCLA, putting out an extensive report called No Going Back. Seeking solutions, such as making internet access a right for everyone finding nearly 40% of black and Latinx students had no computer or Wi-Fi at home. The UCLA Center for Health Policy Research finds of those unemployed due to the pandemic, communities of color have been hit the hardest. 21% of blacks and nearly 15% of Latinos lost their jobs. Compare that to less than 10% of whites. That survey also mm-hmm. finds close to
3: 80% of Californians would get a vaccine if available. Up in our
1: newsroom, I'm Robert
3: Kavasi, calling. Robert, thank you for that. As protests continue over the shooting death of Dijon Kizzy, there is now this feud between activists and the LA County Sheriff over who deserves to be in the streets for those demonstrations. NBC4's Beverly White has more on the arrests and activism in Kizzy's name. Many nights of tense protests followed the killing by LA deputies of Dijon
0: Kizzy in West. One of 36 protesters arrested for unlawful assembly is from L.A.
1: County. We got them from Florida. We got some from San Francisco. I think there was one from Michigan. Everywhere, but Westmont. Go figure. Activists demanding the sheriff release Kizzy's autopsy results
0: to his family say protesters have his loved one's support.
6: They are not outsiders. They are not outsiders. They are welcome VIP guests. They sound
5: just like these Southern sheriffs who called MLK the same thing when they were fighting for civil rights. Under the watchful eye of LA Sheriff's deputies, Black Lives Matter activists held their weekly protest against the district attorney, Jackie Lacey. The activists confirming the killing of Dijon Kizzy is front of mind here too. The people in the community and the people abroad know that this was an unjust situation that happened with the police and my nephew. And we want the deputies who murdered him to, we want their names, we want them to be fired and prosecuted. Um, we also want an independent investigation. Announcements for a future protest now hang near where deputies first confronted Kizzy on his bicycle.
0: Sheriff Villanueva says his department is ready for anyone with a dangerous agenda.
1: Let's knock off any, any pretense that these people are here to engage in a lawful exercise of the First Amendment race. They're not. Their whole goal is to disrupt law enforcement activities soon as uh, something starts flying our way, uh, we will respond in kind. In South L.A., Beverly White, NBC4 News. Next at
0: 11, charge extra at checkout. The I-Team discovers hidden charges on food delivery apps and some ideas to save you money. I wanted to always play it
1: down. I still like playing it down.
3: And why President Trump says he deliberately downplayed the coronavirus threat.
6: We're ordering our favorite restaurant food, easy and convenient. Life is not generating, but I want to get food. Take it to the right. But Judith learned that the post-mates tricked her into paying more. Stay. Judith ordered some Mexican food for the local. 32 bucks. But so when the food was delivered, the receipts showed Judith was charged $41.
4: Now, hmm? this didn't include fees and tip, just the cost of food. Judith called Postmates to ask why she was charged $9 too much. What you see on the screen isn't the real
6: cost that you're going to pay. It's just an estimate. Yeah. I said, excuse me. Well, yeah. If you look closely at the screenshot from Judith's order, it says estimated total. What's that about? Postmates says the restaurant Judith ordered from isn't a partner restaurant. That means the restaurant never agreed to allow Postmates to deliver its food. The Postmates posted the restaurant's menu on its app anyway, taking customer orders. One problem with that, the menu on its app wasn't up to date. The prices had gone up. That's why Judith had to pay more. This is a hidden deceptive crap. I think a lot
2: of times consumers don't even know that this relationship doesn't exist between the app
6: company and the restaurant. California Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez heard about this issue, too. She says restaurant owners have reached out to her, frustrated that delivery apps are bypassing them to deliver their food. So Gonzalez authored a bill that's now on the governor's desk that would require delivery apps to get a restaurant's okay before taking
2: orders. I think this is so common sense um, that it's hard to deny the fact. It doesn't take a lot. The restaurant just has to affirmatively tell the company they want to be
6: part of their delivery platform. The IT reached out to Postmates for this story, but the company hasn't responded. As for Judith, she applauds any change that will help protect her pocketbook. Would I have
4: bought the food from this restaurant anyway for a higher amount? Maybe, possibly, or maybe it would have gone someplace else.
6: We reached out to other delivery apps about the bill. We heard back from DoorDash and Grubhub. Now, both of them take orders. From non-partner restaurants. DoorDash actually said the proposed law would put restaurants at risk of losing access to delivery. But Grubhub had a different position on this. It supports the bill, saying that it would level the playing field. Governor Newsom has until the end of the month to either sign or veto the bill. In Chino Hills, I'm Randy Mack for NBC4 News. LAPD says that a homeless man helped a blind father stop a man
0: trying to kidnap his six-year-old daughter. Cesar Palmer, who uses a guide dog, was on a metro train with his daughter when a man came up and asked if he could take the girl home. Well, Palmer got off the train in Westlake, but the stranger on that train just kept following him. Then suddenly he tried to snatch his daughter. That's when a homeless man in the area stepped in and stopped the attack.
1: If I let my daughter go and he just does that, Natchez said he
6: could run with her. How am I going to run after him? All I know is I wasn't going to let that happen. I said, whatever you got on your mind, I said, you may as well get away from running with that. Police, police later down. arrested
0: 24-year-old Elijah Lopez in San Diego. Investigators think he may have attempted similar abductions, and they're asking possible victims to come forward.
3: During interviews for a new book, President Trump admitted to playing down the pandemic.
0: I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down yes, uh, because I don't
3: want to create a panic. That admission coming from an interview in mid-March with journalist Bob Woodward. Just one month before, the president told Woodward that COVID-19 was much deadlier than the flu, but in public, he compared the two. Today, Joe Biden slammed the president for what he called deliberate deception.
0: While this deadly disease ripped through our nation, he failed to do his job on purpose. It was a life-and-death betrayal of the American people. Today, President Trump defended his mixed messages, saying
3: he was trying to show leadership. Woodward book, which is set for release next week, also covers race relations and diplomacy with North Korea. i want to
0: show you now an unusual live shot from our camera atop Mount Wilson. It's the L.A. Basin, but it's framed in darkness. Above is a layer of thick smoke and below the Angeles
4: National Forest, which leads us right atmosphere and i just think it's going to be one of those days we're going to have some problems uh, with the air so there's going to be a lot of smoke around right now 68 degrees but look at this forecast for tomorrow in la do you see these icons that's all smoke that's going to be around we start out cool in the mid 60s but because of that smoke we're not going to heat up very much so temperatures in the mid to upper 80s in the afternoon so we have a smoke advisory not just for la but all of southern california we also have those onshore winds now so the winds are shifting So it's a warm and dry day, but that onshore wind is going to affect how the smoke is going to stick around Southern California. Let me show you what's happening. We have that onshore wind. So what it does is that any smoke that's around gets pushed back to Southern California. And then it hits the mountains. So the mountains actually block all this smoke, and it prevents the smoke from escaping. So what's going to happen tomorrow because of these onshore winds? is all of that smoke is just going to stick around. And that smoke is funneling not only from our El Dorado and Bobcat fires, but also from Northern California. And so here's your smoke, smoke cast for tomorrow morning. Notice it covers all of Southern California. Now it's a little more intense up in Central and Northern California. And that's why in San Francisco, it was just such a bright orange. And you saw that and you're expecting that again tomorrow. But for us, it's a little more diffuse, but it is just as dangerous that air we're breathing here in Southern California. So for temperatures tomorrow, more lower to mid 90s, temperatures aren't getting too excessive because again, the smoke is blocking the sun uh, quite a bit, uh, mid uh, 80s in LA, Long Beach, all the way out to Oxnard. So your extended seven day forecast looks like this. I don't see a major pattern shift until Sunday. So if these fires keep going the way they're going, especially in Northern California, we're gonna have the smoky skies all the way through the beginning of the weekend. It's not till next week that the winds actually would move that smoke in a different direction so for the valleys in the inland empire what you're seeing are temperatures in the mid 90s for the next three days does get a little bit hotter early next week but only by a couple of degrees your forecast for the high desert and the low desert what you're seeing is temperatures are slowly warming all the way up into the weekend the same with the low desert but again you're not seeing anything too excessive or too extreme on the seven day forecast and then your mountains forecast Temperatures are warming from the uh, lower 70s into the lower 80s as we head towards Sunday. But the big story, of course, is going to be the poor air quality, the dangerous air we're breathing, honestly, I think, for the next three days. Here's Mm -hmm. Frank Dallas sports. Anthony M.K. Dodgers
3: keeping things interesting in the desert on the NBC4 Sports desk. The California dream isn't what it used to be. Millions are unemployed and homelessness is on the rise. Let's work together to keep the dream alive, keep families in their homes. Vote yes on Prop 21 this November. Say yes to the best bargains ever at Ross.
6: Career, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free